0: podcast where we talk about the practice and the journey of healing. I am Annika and I have a really serious long-term relationship with trees.
1: Hello, my name is Aaron Martin and I also have a very long, intimate, deep, loving relationship with trees big time.
2: <laughs> My name is Claire Alexander and one time in a ritual I wrote down on a piece of paper that trees are our neighbors in skin.
1: Ooh. I love that. Mm. It's like a poem.
0: Um so a little bit about the framework of this podcast and uh, we will start out today with the circle Uh, which I will be leading and the circle involves a grounding meditation as well as a one word check-in amongst us co-hosts and then a discussion of our healing practice or topic of the week. And this week it is pain as a healing tool The second segment is The Seeker, um, and we talk through letters we get from our listeners. You, are dear listeners, and Aaron will be leading that segment today. And then the third section of the podcast, Claire will be leading, which is our gratitude practice, um, where we give a shout out to someone or someone's doing awesome things out in the world. As a heads up, sometimes our conversations get a little intense. I urge you to check in, notice in yourself. If it's getting to be too much, feel free to turn us off. We will still love you. So if you are in a place where you can participate with us in our grounding meditation and the other meditation at the end, that's awesome. And... If you are driving or something doing something that requires your full attention, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing safely. So, for those of us that are able to, please find a comfortable position, whether it be seated or standing. Let your body feel the weight of gravity, feel into all parts of your body, down like from the fingers, all the way through, up through the head, down through to the toes, the soles of the feet, and really feel where the connections are to the earth. In your mind's eye, picture yourself high up in a tree, and you are a bird. So you're a bird in a tree. Feel that the wings and feathers, lightness, and the, the solidness of the branch underneath your feet. And you're looking down from the tree to the earth below. So things look small down there. See some grass. See some rocks. And now let yourself extend those wings from your back and push off of the branch. Now you're in flight, floating in your bird body over the landscape below, looking at the tree branches at eye level. Feeling the wind carry you, gently circling towards the ground, seeing the earth come up closer and closer, things becoming more distinct, the grasses, the other plants, details of the leaves. Texture of the ground. And now, finally circling close, you're within reaching distance of some of those grasses, gently landing onto the earth, and feel the solidness under your bird feet. And now, sink your talons into the ground, really squeezing the earth, and feel the energy shoot out from your feet, talons, into the soil, sending that energy through the first layers of the soil that's soft and warm, running quickly down through the layers, They may hit hard granite. Or cold clay, and just letting that energy run through those, the different layers of sediment that are underneath your body on the earth. Shooting down through those cold, wet spaces, through the hard, rocky spaces, the loose, shaley spaces, deeper and deeper. And finally, after a lot of cold layers, it starts to get warmer. And you're still sending your energy down through your talons, through all these layers into those warmer, deeper layers of the earth's crust. And now you're at a place that's hot, unmolten. And from that, that place, drawing the energy back up through the layers of the earth, starting from the molten core, back through the warmer central layers, the is flying back up. Through the hard, solid sections, the colder places, wet, damp layers. And now you're reaching back up towards the outer surface, reversing the flow. And finally, that energy reaches back into your talons that are connected to the surface of the earth and into your body, feeling that strength that comes from being here on this planet. And let that fill your body here, coming back into your physical body as it's sitting or standing wherever you're at, Feeling your hands, feeling your fingers and that energy, feeling the places are connected to the ground, whether it be a chair or the floor, and noticing how that feels. Now bring your awareness up towards your face, relaxing your face, relaxing your eyes, feeling the energy out the crown of your head. And now let your eyes float open if they've been closed and reorient yourself to the space that you're in. Yeah. Are you all feeling grounded?
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Um and now we have our one word check-ins for the day. Um Aaron, you want to start? Kick us off.
1: Sure, um, I'm feeling centered.
2: Mm, nice. I'm feeling surrendered.
0: Mm. Ah, and I am feeling curious. So now I'm gonna re introduce the topic of the day, which is pain as a communication tool with our own physical, emotional, spiritual body. Um do either of you want to add any anything on to your uh one word check-ins and how you're feeling at the moment?
1: Um Yeah, I mean, I feel like it kind of ties in. So I've had a tough uh, couple of weeks. Been a little depressed, a little anxious. Um, You know, which I would call a type of like psychic pain or uh, mental pain, Uh, not necessarily physical. But those can definitely manifest physically, or they do have manifestations physically. And I have been kind of upping my self care protocol, meditation protocols, all of that, and feeling a requisite change, and that's that's nice. So I feel like um, uh, one thing I was reminded of today, I was watching this program on Netflix called uh, "The Mind Explained" or something, and uh, it it kind of um, just reminded me the the just the importance of presence practice and being centered. Um, and for me, uh, that's also in my body as well. Um, and how having center as that anchoring point, regardless of what's going on otherwise, like our state of mind, our physical state, so on, you know, which, which, you know, being a living thing is, Uh, often there's some sort of suffering involved. (laughs) Um, But I think the more we can stay anchored in the center, um, the less it affects us negatively and the more we can kind of view it as um, an experience as opposed to kind of identifying by it or with it or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing. Yes, yeah. thank you.
2: Thank you, Erin. Yeah, yeah, totally. I feel that how my new state of being surrendered definitely relates to pain. Um, since about May, I've been embroiled in a personal, internal drama um, when it comes to relationships with some people in my life. And I have been processing all of that drama and being in it. And that's the best way I can describe it, being in it. Um, Unlike Annika's Beautiful Grounding, I hadn't the perspective yet because I was fully trapped in my pain body. My pain body was triggered. I was identified with the story. And it really wasn't until the last five days, I would say, that... The message of surrendering in order to no longer feel the pain. I would say about eight to nine days ago was when I finally was like, I'm bored. I'm bored of being in pain. Like the the story would get triggered and something would come up and I'd be looping again. And instead of just being like so in it and so in the drama I'm like, yeah, let's chew on it. Let's chew on it. Let's just keep chewing on this. I was like, I'm fucking over it. <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't want to think about this anymore I don't want to spend any more time or energy on it it's been three months of my life mm. I'm done <laughs> I'm done and I got reminded of a really big piece of what it means to bring some peace to pain body mm. thanks English thanks for those words <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> And I forgot about one technique, which is all about forgiveness mm. um, and how you don't forgive for other people. You forgive for your own sense of ease mm. um, and remembering that tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remembering that tool, I was like, oh, it's been a minute since I had to forgive anybody. So I'd totally forgotten about it. You know I've been hanging out with such great people, and things have been going so well it's been a, i'm very feeling very grateful that it has been so long since anything like this has happened um to have forgotten that tool.
0: I love that thing about the forgiveness it's so right on um, just to clarify for people that might not be familiar with the idea term pain body mm. could you give a little like explanation uh, of I that what pain body is the pain body is
2: a concept that is brought up in this book written by a spiritual teacher named Eckhart Tolle and pain body is this wonderful little creature that lives inside of us um and is born when we are born like it is it is our emotion and it's how we process it's our instinctive responses are considered you know, primordial forms of emotion so primordial feel primordial anger these are kind of like foundation stuff and then as we have evolved as human beings with like social constructs and abuse and oppression and all this like fucked up stuff um the way pain body has evolved is now it is, um, something that's triggered when you're cheated on or you get fired suddenly from your job or your spouse dies or, um, okay. something that you would consider a negative thing, like a negative aspect of a story, like a story you're living. Um, like I really wanted to get this job but so and so beat me out and they they beat me out because they are x thing which is a trend right now (laughs) like you're putting yourself someplace in the story and your pain body is coming out because your pain body is attached to these stories and Mm. they triggered um and ego loves ego and pain body really work in tandem
0: with each other. I mm-hmm. wish I was more prepared to answer that question, Annika. I mean that seems that's a really nice yeah. little succinct thing. So it's it's that emotional attachment to a certain story. Oh, here we go. Right. I opened up perfectly to it. The pain right. body
2: is a semi-autonomous energy form that lives within most human beings, an entity made up of emotion. It has its own primitive intelligence, not unlike a cunning animal. And its intelligence is directly prim- direct- directed primarily at survival. Mm. It thrives on negative thinking and drama in relationships. The pain body is an addiction to unhappiness.
0: Hmm, yeah so that reminds me of attachment <sighs> oh, okay. in yeah yeah sorry, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> big breath over there, yeah <laughs> Just breathe it in, breathe it out <laughs> everyone uh yeah, so that reminds me because I mean, the in Buddhism, the concept of attachment can be a tricky one to yeah to grasp sometimes. Um, and that sounds like a kind of a different way of talking about that, yeah, it does help hmm. because um, attachment the book
2: goes on to talk about um, form is just content, and content is not technically real, like content is not who we are. We are like the shapeless, formless beings of the whole web, the whole existence. Mm. Um, like our form is content. Our mind is content. Our thoughts are content. Our emotions are content. Our stories our dramas. Like, um, and, and it's our obsession with content and pain. Body um, renews itself through um, it re- pain. Body and ego feed each other. So that's how you get mm-hmm. trapped in these cycles of being of like total, total pain and being experiencing so much pain, and then your mind comes in to think your way out of it um and story your way out of the problem like this is how it makes this pain go away is now we this is how we are in the story so i know where i fit that means this pain goes away and it's like that's not how it works because yeah. pain is just gonna come back
0: i mean i um, so a lot of times it's the mind i mean yeah it's those thought loops that are making that pain body stronger absolutely over time i mean like and then breaking free of a thought loop so amazing so freeing um yeah my word was curious and i was thinking about pain in more of like emotional but also the physical realm of like especially lately i've been going through like real ups and downs with my health and i am keeping a really close track on when different physical symptoms pain um you know or other illness type symptoms appear um and being like okay like it's there's certain places and situations that are clearly causing Like, when I get near to those places or situations, things pop up. Like, I might get a splitting migraine one day. Like, I might, the other day, I had an asthma attack in that place. And, you know, other times I have back pain. I'm like, okay, that's really telling me something, a lot of times I feel like it's not as obvious to see a link like pain might show up and it's like, Oh, it really, I don't know where this is coming from. And I do try to be, you know, as curious as possible. You know, if it's not, if it's not obvious. Um, But lately I'm like, okay, I'm bringing that, trying to be curious, but also I'm like, okay, like (laughs) I'm, yeah, it's not a thought loop, it's a habit loop and my body is really not into you know being in certain places and is reacting in a way to try to tell me things. Um so that's that's been one of my realities
2: lately. I definitely have a story that can relate to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> Like, oh. I talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this was the year I went to my first witch camp. It was the Baba Yaga camp. Um, and I'd been working at this bar job for about a year. And I thought I liked it. I thought I really enjoyed what I was doing, having a good time, making great money, Um, everything I thought was going well. So I get back from camp, which is like the first week of July. And then the second week of August, I'm hospitalized with an ulcer. Like the pain is so bad. I took myself to the ER and I like sat in the ER for like eight hours on pain meds. Um, they're, they couldn't really do anything. They were just like, do you have a history of this? It's like, my family does. Like, well, it's probably an ulcer. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, did all the research. Got everything down. I didn't have to go back to my job for five days after I went to the hospital. And my stomach had been fine. Had been fine. I was like, this is great. Oh, I'm so glad. I literally... Open the door and step a single foot through the the archway, and that ulcer pain hits like a stab. I was like, "It's here. This is the problem. This place is why I have the ulcer." Oh no! It couldn't. It was so clear. So I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I didn't end up quitting that job because the money was so good, but I would be sacked a year later. Mm. I did not listen, did not listen, Baba, I'm sorry. Yeah, that sounds like that next year there probably wasn't the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just got stronger and stronger, became more assertive, and they
0: really didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, this place that is my body's reacting to is also my current job. Mm. So, Yeah um but it's it's interesting I haven't like I haven't had a place that I'm like it's like I'm allergic to the place and it comes (laughs) up in like all these different ways and that's never really happened to me before so I do find it interesting and also it feels kind of shitty a lot of the time most of the time trying to make do and also recognizing that it you know there's there's a message there
2: yeah our body speaks to us like, um, Aaron, you definitely know this. You're a physical body worker. Mm-hmm. Um, our bodies are talking to us constantly in a myriad of different ways. And it's telling us where we want to be and where we don't really want to be.
1: I think it's – some the thing that's popping in my head as we're talking about this is how um, there's this thing in, in kind of conventional wisdom, which I do – believe in and um this is making me think that there are definitely examples that are contrary to that where it's like you know um you know you can't just move your problems away you know as in like i live in one place i'm gonna move here and going there's gonna solve all my problems um without like really doing the internal work and i would say you know, sometimes, like you're saying, a place is the problem. A place is the source of the unbalancing force or whatever. And and uh, changing our location is exactly what we um, need to do to remedy that, right? Um, yeah.
2: Some places you know. hold suffering. And that can be emotional suffering or physical suffering. And honoring... Honoring yourself and then you doing what's best for yourself, which then enhances your own trust of yourself is the best thing you can possibly do. I and I talked mm-hmm. about that, about how you like learn to trust yourself again. And it's by holding yourself like accountable to the promises you make and like, and to like also take care of yourself mm-hmm. and listening to when your body is saying, I don't want to be here, like, and I'm gonna put you in pain. I'm gonna make you uncomfortable, so we leave.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm also like flipping that on its head. I mean, there's definitely cases where, you know, it's like injuries happen, illnesses happen that are, you know, externally caused, and absolutely, um, Mm -hmm. and there's there I, you know, so that's kind of a different a different situation. I also do think that that pain is, and is it pains like a yeah it's like the intuition talking physically in a way so you know like when I've been had really serious injuries that I'm healing from yeah it's like that that riding that line of like really listening through the pain to what my body needs um so yeah like I I had a really you know bad accident and shattered all the bones in my foot like my foot was just like a lumpy like mush um Mm. and it would it was just swelled up like a you know football bright purple and after surgery and I became it became so obvious what foods it liked and didn't like, you know, I was like, it really sucked. I was in bed for a really long time and I'd be like, Oh, my friends came by like with some food and like some wine. And like, I couldn't drink. I would drink a half glass of wine. And then within a couple hours, my foot would just expand. Like I have photos of it. It would just like puff out even more and hurt like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. and And it always hurt, but it was like, it would just get worse. And like the same thing with food, like I had a really like intuitively eating, like I found if I eat like kale and seaweed and like fresh turmeric, like my foot would get smaller. And then, you know, if I was like, oh my God, like I just want, you know, like if I ate red meat, like it would just puff, puff back up again. Like it was you know but I would like still sometimes do these things and I was like oh I don't you know I grew to learn over time like what would probably cause things and like sometimes I just wanted to do those things anyway and then it was like every time I was like no (laughs) (laughs) can't get away with that (laughs) so it is interesting because then I'm like okay I should learn when my body is now in good shape like it probably doesn't like those things at any point in time. It's just not as obvious because I don't have this like pain mm. visual and physical, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a, a thermometer or something that was my body that I could just see. If I ate something, it'd be like, well, oh. and I'm like that probably happens all the time. It's just that I'm in better, you know, condition. So it's not the signals aren't as obvious. Um. So I think about that. I don't necessarily like follow quite that, you know, healthy of a diet. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like another another conversation with pain.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that's so cool. I mean, I I remember when you had the injury, and I mean, I'm I I'm just like as an external viewer like i'm amazed at like the way you healed and um you know know that like so much of that was how you took care of yourself um and uh and just like yeah what an amazing you know anecdotal personal experience of that you know like instant in like you're saying just instant um Feedback as to what yeah, not this, do this, don't do that, I also feel like um I guess it's a little slightly different thing, but like sometimes you know things aren't are um conditionally uh good for us, so like you know there might be another time where you have a craving for whatever this you know wine or red meat or something when maybe that's the perfect medicine for the state that your body is in in that moment to kind of bring you back to center or whatever
0: yeah definitely I think it's like that is a thing also I've learned on like this path of journey of healing is like pretty much nothing works all the time and it's just always listening to what yeah like feeling that in, intuition as to what like what's right in this moment and not getting attached to like this is the answer and I've doing it you know and I've been doing it for you know 12 months and 20 days and like I'm just gonna keep doing it you know it's like oh well, yeah maybe it, it worked for 12 months and 19 days and now on day 20 it's like something else is is calling like you know who knows but if personally I'm like yeah try to not get attached to anything as as like a permanent fix or solution um yeah um i think we're running to the end of this our circle segment in terms of time do either of you have anything to add on the topic of pain or anything that else that we've hit on hmm i would oh go ahead
1: no, I, well, I was just going to say, like, and I, I'm beginning to think, oh, I'm probably going to feel like this every time. Like, I feel like this is another topic that we could just talk and talk and talk and talk about. Like, it, it, it really goes, it touches on a lot of things, and there's a lot of practices and, and, and so on, and um, yeah.
2: Hmm. I would say that I feel like pain is a really important gateway that gets misconstrued like people really Hmm. misunderstand it um along all kinds of levels physical emotional mental spiritual um there's lots of different kinds of pain that affects our bodies in different kinds of ways so yeah we definitely could talk way more about this but pain's a good gateway because we're going to experience it no matter what. So might as well jump in as soon as you can. Yeah, make friends with it. Yeah, make friends.
1: Uh, and, you know, I'm thinking, too, right now, like, uh, our our three words for our, you know, respective one word check-ins, curious, centered, and surrender, I feel like um, those are all, like, keys to <laughs> dealing with pain. right like
2: yeah no oh yeah you know
1: (laughs) like we gotta just surrender like it is what's happening in the moment right so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: why why create more stress for ourselves by like fighting against it and then Mm -hmm. you know our goal is centeredness so like what what aspect of being centered can we access in this moment while we're experiencing the pain and then instead of having this aversion response to it being curious about it and with it and around it and in general that's going to lead us to a, you know a healing outcome
0: absolutely you
2: know oh. on
1: some level right
0: well, i love it so well put um thank you, yeah oh, thank, you. thank you all right with that
1: Um, Thank you so much, Annika. That was awesome. Um, So I will be leading the seeker uh, segment today. And um, today's seeker segment comes from one of our listeners in um, Oakland, California. And they write, hey, Webb, my partner and I are about to start IVF. I'm weirdly excited about injecting myself full of hormones and becoming a human science experiment. I'm in awe at the scientific innovations around baby making. Throughout this process, I'd also like to feel held by powers beyond Western science. I'd like to call on and connect with a power to create life that feels deeper and older and warmer than hormones in labs. Can you recommend a simple daily ritual that we can do during the injections, that is morning and night, uh, that calls forth a power like this? It can't be too complicated or long because we both work full time. Any ideas you have would be lovely. Thanks. And that comes from Baby, Baby, Baby in Oakland, California. Wow. Thank you so much, baby, baby, baby. Uh, this is a really, uh, this, what an exciting prospect for you. And I love the way that you are, um, uh, looking to, um, combine both kind of the allopathic Western medicine along with, um, you know, a more personal, uh, kind of, uh, spiritual, uh, or as you put it, uh, powers beyond Western science. I love that. Um, I know uh Claire, you said you had some very like instant things that came to you when you uh read this. What were you thinking about?
2: yeah the for a, like a small ritual, the best thing that I can say is that magic is nine tenths intention, so your intention of what you want is strong, and the ritual that you could do is something as very simple as saying. What you want three times in a row? What do you want that day for your injunction? Like, what are you trying to put into it? Say it three times out loud. It's there are mm-hmm. really simple, small things you can do, because when you think about magic as being nine tenths intention and surrendering to other powers as, um, you putting out your desires into the void and surrendering over to something else that's what you're doing. You're putting out your intentions. So just state them. Um, yeah. Create a little sacred space.
0: Um, yeah. I actually was thinking about the space. Cause that's kind of where I start with ritual a lot of time. Uh, and so it's like an injection is actually a thing that, you know, a physical act um, and assuming um, you and your partner will be doing this together. And um, so, you know, I usually start for me in making a sacred space, like I like to gather in some some items that that make that create that intention physically, and um, so you know crystals would be a really nice thing for this, I think, because they um yeah, they just add to like make things more beautiful and are grounding just in their nature. Um, and definitely energetically to me combat that like western like sterile western medicine uh, world Um, so things like for fertility you know rose quartz is wonderful you know red the color red or pink um, tends to be really conducive for that and really it's what what resonates with you I think when it comes to to that sort of thing, but maybe either you know crystals that you have, or you know going out and, and finding something special that um, you know calls to you and your partner, and that setting some items. You know, may, you may have other other things that are sacred to you, or that match up with the the baby making intention and the other words. I love the repeating words, you know, three times. So you know, it may change. You may have an evening intention and a morning intention um i also really like you know burning something like a candle or some incense to create um the sacred space to clear out you know anything lingering around energetically that you um that don't support the intention and to really focus the energy um frankincense is actually a uh, link to fertility. So, and I personally, I love frankincense. Mm-hmm. It's like classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so that might be one, but there's, you know, that's really up to you, like, getting into to herbs and scents that, um, that you feel comfortable with and that that can be a really nice way of, of just adding to that. Yeah. Just the, the feeling of magic as you go through this mm-hmm. process um yeah
1: i um one thing so a few things come up for me uh is like just this nature uh, in general and i was always thinking about physical space um like you were saying is uh so like I, i like creating altars so um just the presence um is a way to kind of hold that intention, like you're saying in, in, in the physical. And I'm reminded by it because it's in my space, you know, and I usually try to put it in a space that, um, uh, is related to whatever it is I'm, you know, working on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love crystals. Um, I love the word repetition too. Um, and I, I always think kind of the elements, um, and really either or both kind of the Western um, Indian um, and even the Japanese have it too, where it's like fire or earth, water, uh, fire, air, and ether void, or like the Chinese one where it's, you know, uh, metal, water, wood, fire, and earth, something that kind of represents all the different phases and all the different uh, like, uh, the spectrum within of natural phenomena, if you will. So like, I feel like crystals are often an earth thing or like burning something would be a fire or an air thing given that it's floating around, but powerful symbols for yourself. Um, I was thinking a lot about like eggs and fertility.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as long as you don't have a restriction around having eggs. Um, but if that's a powerful metaphor and even like eating them and, you know, like putting your intention inside and then, consuming it or you know using it as a visual metaphor for it pomegranates fruit in general seeds and then like the ocean the ocean itself is strong for me just like kind of being you know the mother of life on the planet you know uh just kind of the the og uh, (laughs) well of fertility (laughs) source of fertility uh you know, or it might be some more solar energy if you're looking for like, you know, the, as opposed to the physical um, wrapping of a body more than energetic, you know, I don't want to gender it necessarily, but, you know, ocean, I said mother, so son could be father, but like in German, it's a die Sonne, which is like a feminine, the sun's a feminine force. So it's really like, mm. however, however you want to contextualize, you know
0: yeah Yeah.
1: be non-binary too it's like just mm-hmm. these these forces in the universe that are representations of fertility yeah uh anything else i that's
2: um one of the best things about uh the sacred space work is when working with things outside of like western medicine conventions is that inside sacred space you're affecting lots of different places? Like the intention isn't just sent out into the earth realm, it's sent out to everywhere because when you're in sacred space, you're connected to everything. So, a really good way to make it a quick thing is if, like, create when you're creating your altar, you can create the sacred space um, and put it into a container that sits on the altar. So every time you do the injections, you don't have to cast a circle, call in everyone again to make it nice and quick. You can just open up the container from the object that it's been stored in. So every Mm. single time you're in sacred space um, for the injections, that Mm. helps keep the potency um, of making your intention shared throughout
0: lots of different places. That affects oh. all kinds of different things. I like that. So it'd be like you cast your circle, you call in your elements or a deities. Um, and then to one time, and then after that you, you enclose that in some sort of vessel and then it's there on your altar. And then if you are in a rush and you just want to have that, you can un- open it and mm-hmm. and unleash it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about the like actual actions of the ritual before the injection. And that's really cool because it like um I mean I think I would personally recommend every time a a quick grounding um with you and your partner, even if it's just a few breaths. Um mm-hmm. I think that's just always brings in a clean, strong energy you know, into any ritual. So that's one thing that I would personally want to do every time. And it can be, you know, just feeling the, feeling the floor, feeling your seat for a few breaths. Um, As simple as that. Um,
2: uh, a good one to connect would be to, uh, to breathe together and join hands.
0: Mm, and yes.
2: As a good way of like connecting, um, especially since you're trying to create life together connecting physically together and syncing up energetically before it happens
0: yeah like a grounding touching hands yeah grounding within each other
2: and Mm -hmm. while grounding into the earth so it's like to continue the the unity of the creation because you're trying to bring two parts you know two two separate dna's into one dna
0: yeah
2: or however it all works chromosomes all that kind of stuff
0: i love that aaron what do you have
1: Oh, I I love all of this. Um and so I was feeling called uh since I was the master divination today um to pull ooh. a card and oh hey. Um <laughs> <laughs> And so uh and I'm using the Cosmic Tribe Tarot. We can uh uh take photos and link it in the website and all. And the card I pulled was Strength
0: yeah whoa yeah that's number
2: 11
0: very sassy yeah
1: it's, it's got it's got a man on fire with lion eyes in the sky behind him and he's standing above a lion that looks kind of at rest at his feet and he's totally nude he is
0: um, wang a flying wang
1: a, yes. fl- a flying and a flaming um and so the uh the Opening uh, for this one, this is by Stevie Postman, um, says, uh, Mother Earth and Father Sky, I am your orphan child abandoned to echoes and reflections of your promise. Give me the courage to inhabit the animal and the grace to make it fly. Um, Which made me think of, you know, uh, what you and your partner are doing. It's like you're, you're bringing... You're bringing a spirit into the world. You're bringing a life into the world with an animal form and a spirit self and, like, you know, the, the courage of, of making that jump and doing this process that you're um, doing. Um, it says, uh, should strength manifest in your reading? Honor the fearless lion inside you that submer- subdues your worst nightmares. Often in the process of asking why life is the way it is, we forget how to live. We lose the courage love requires to tend our animal selves. Does negative judgment, inflexibility, or past scarring keep you from loving yourself? What kind of healing will burn negativity away and embody your strength? Perhaps your fires are already stoked. How will you keep them burning? Take a risk. Free yourself from oppression and self-repression. How will you keep an open heart to the world even when the world around you tries to push it closed? Strength is the power to overcome the obstacles to love. Love is written into our DNA and is allied to the animal power within us. Find a way to walk with your hairy beast in peaceful companionship. Be fearless. Love your body. Love the world.
0: Ooh, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's interesting because I was was having like this intuition before when we were talking about it. I was like, what about the sexiness of this? Like, Mm. what about the sex magic element? Yeah. It's, there's, you know, like the IVF, the science can kind of doesn't maybe require that part of it. But what, what could this ritual do I mean even just like as you're doing these shots like just trying to embody like as much of you know that kind of like sexy feeling remember that you're a a beast and Mm. um yeah and then also I mean I think you know not necessarily at the timing of these shots like separate from that but maybe there is some kind of sex magic that um these folks could could experiment with um as they they go down you know this this path on their Mm. their journey um Mm -hmm. i don't that's yeah so anyway that was just something i was thinking of do either of you have any thoughts or ideas on
1: that i oh we're gonna say claire sorry oh just
2: real quickly as like another good opportunity to open up the circle that lives on the altar you could open up the circle while doing sexy things like another good time to be to open up to the container the sacred space would hold that sexy unity energy so even though maybe not getting sexy while getting the shots are happening but like that that charge is there and around you'd have to charge mm-hmm. the circle with the like yeah you'd have to sex in the circle and then charge the circle with it um be one of the tasks when setting the circle. Ooh. Um Hey. Hey, not a bad <laughs> task <Asking>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a bad little little homework to do. Not uh-huh. that knocked off. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's that would be my two cents on that.
1: Yeah. I um yeah, I love the the anchoring it to the rich the the altar in a way to like Kind of access that energy, you know, remotely, if you will. Um, uh, yeah, and, and and I think making sure you're still making time for sexy time within this stressful process, and make you know if you can make sex a ritual. Like, I remember uh, this one; it's actually a fantasy series. What's well, called uh, Raythu, and there's these beings that are. Um, They start out as male body, but then they eventually, uh, if they survive the transition, they turn into these functional hermaphrodites that can have babies. Um, And they are necessarily um, magical and necessarily sexual. That's a kind of part of, you know, they need it. And it's all like kind of tied together. And like when different entities come together and are sexual, it can create a magical effect. Um, But there's just one portion when you find out that they're fertile, uh, where these two are, they're having sex, and they're kind of calling down the spirit of their future child. Um, And I always thought that was such a cool concept of like, you you know, reaching out into the future, if you will, like to... This child that you're going to bring into the universe, you know, and call them in, you know, connect with their their non-physical self. Um, yeah.
2: Descendants, mm-hmm.
1: you, you have yet, to, yeah. Oh,
0: um, I love that.
1: So yeah, lots of
0: that's lots really of
1: good. i you know ideas, but that yeah, day and night. I like that the simple, you know, if you're just looking for something simple, just that repetition focus on a particular intention i think that's great if you're looking for these larger um things we also um put some other stuff on the table so hopefully this is useful for you baby baby baby
0: yeah (laughs) and i also like it's cool that i mean with ivf the like you know it's like the p and v business is being taken care of by the science so like you could do whatever you want with your sexual energy, like mm-hmm. just build it up. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be like a certain, a certain thing. Like this yeah. is just about what, what you feel is going to, yeah. Charge you up, bring in your animal side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. All right. Thank you. Um,
1: yeah. Thank you so much, baby, baby, baby for sharing. Um. Uh, and uh, we hope what we've um shared is useful. Um, Thank you. Pass it on to the gratitude section.
2: Thank you for those lovely chimes. I'm absolutely digging those tones today. So for our gratitude section today, I am highlighting a local delivery company here in Portland, Oregon. They are called Meals for Heels, and a chef, Newton, has created this Instagram delivery order online placing um, rice bowls and vegan fare to pole dancers and strippers across the Metroplex, which is really awesome. I wanted to highlight them because ever since like Sessa and FOSTA kicked into high gear last year, a lot of my sex worker friends have been put into more uh, dangerous situations. I think that sex workers don't get the respect they deserve because of the kind of work they do. And I absolutely love the fact there is somebody in the city who is working to make sure that our strippers and dancers have something really delicious and healthy to eat because Portland is called Rip City, but it's also called Strip City because the massive amount of dancers that are here. And the fact that there's this massive workforce that works those crazy hours it doesn't get to have access to healthy options for a decent price. It's kind of outrageous. And they also help out strippers who are um, injured and like down their luck and get them um, meals. So it's just really kind of incredible. Um, Chef Newton uh, started this in January. And... Hopefully, uh, she really wants to get it into a larger sex worker community um, in other cities, raising money for causes that affect a lot of the overlapping communities that work with in tandem with sex workers, so people of color and queer identifying people who are also sex workers, like. And it's a fantastic, wonderful project. Thank you so much, Jeff Newton, for all you're doing. I really hope that this expands uh, to all major cities and continues on out because th- these humans do so much more than just provide sexy entertainment. They are priestesses and priests of the sexual divine energy, and they deserve all the mad respect and protection and care. So thanks to Chef Newton for getting them care of their bodies, getting them keeping them healthy not having to slam junk food Mm. three o'clock in
0: the morning from taco bell yeah yeah i mean that's when you look at these meals that um she's preparing. i mean they are gorgeous gorgeous, (laughs) so beautiful and healthy and it's like yeah i mean it's stripping that is intense physical activity and it's important to be eating nutritiously and it's crazy hours and not a lot of good options are open at those hours and so to have that as a delivery service with somebody who has like this deep care and respect and understanding as well is just really cool and I'm yeah I'm so happy that there's um Chef Newton doing some great work and hopefully that really takes off and and grows
1: yeah What an awesome service. And, like, the price, it's like it's never more than $15. bucks, is not that what it said? Yeah. Which is, you know, that's what you'd pay for if you're getting, like, your combo meal, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, maybe just a little bit more, but not much, uh, and well worth it. Like, we should totally put the photos of that food. um,
2: Yes. Visit the website, mealsforheels.com. It is beautiful food. All organic, like quinoa bowls and rice bowls and avocado. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I want to take a moment now to lead our little gratitude meditation. So, wherever you are right now, just as with earlier, if you're in a safe place to do so, just get comfortable, close our eyes. And we're going to take a moment to remember our grounding cord that wonderful grounding meditation from earlier that sank us into the earth and brought that energy back up into us. So here in the space where we are, feeling connected to below, the energy from below coming up into us, I want you to think about the women and men you know in your life. Maybe you know sex workers and maybe you don't. But I want you to take a moment to cast aside any ego response you have or judgment you may ha- put upon them and just see them as people, which is who they are. And think about how people deserve to be nourished and held and be safe and how grateful we are to those people who help others to keep them nourished and safe so just take this moment maybe perhaps build up some energy inside maybe you rub your hands together feel that energy growing in between your palms and fingers Maybe you rub your stomach, just feel a steady, slow build, thinking about the people in our life, the people we don't know here in this city and in all cities across the globe, these workers and the people who help them. to send out a thread of gratitude to Chef Newton and her work and that energy you're building you can send it off to every sex worker in the world and every person who helps them because we appreciate all of you for all the work that you do because there's enough gratitude in the world and we have enough there's always enough we can just continue to give slowly. And maybe with a soft motion, just give a nice little soft ending. Release that energy. Return your body to a nice, calm state. Mm. Mm. slowly open your eyes come back that felt good thank you yeah i just felt i was like oh i couldn't help it like i'm having one of those moments where it's like oh that was nice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and thanks for uh the shout out for sex workers and sex work in general and um
2: can't help it i just felt when i was thinking about the gratitude it's just like not it's not just it's everyone they all do such wonderful work and it's like they all deserve to feel
0: some of that gratitude
1: yeah Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and just that yeah sending that energy out is like also just sex positivity in general yeah yeah
1: Totally. We're still recovering from our puritanical roots as a country.
2: Big time. We have, my favorite quote that I've seen recently is, if you think sex workers are selling their body for money, but you don't think coal miners are, you have a distorted view of morality. (laughs) Yes. Coal miners absolutely sell their body to make a dime.
1: Totally. Your corporate you you know, your corporate frontliners are doing it to their bodies, sitting in chairs all day and having yeah. to like deal with computers and you know, yeah.
2: Yeah totally like, road
1: workers, uh, yeah doing a jackhammer all the you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's true.
0: Yeah. yeah and I think yeah we can all benefit from just more positivity towards sexuality in all areas of our worlds yes
2: really because we come from sexual activities we what? would not i <laughs> don't know i don't know <laughs> this, <guys. No>. <laughs> hello <laughs> but we still like come from right. those places
1: Totally. Everyone you see is an <laughs> orgasm incarnate.
2: Oh God, I hope so. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll hopefully. I know, right? Hello. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: it might only be one.
2: Might one, uh, Just need technically well, it's only many, many, right? Many, many orgasms.
1: Or an orgasmic space, you know, field of <laughs> orgasmicness.
0: <Yes. laughs> oh now we're circling back around to our uh, seeker here.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Totally. Yeah, another another topic, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, oh, man. Another sexuality.
1: Topic.
2: <sighs> yeah. That would be a really good one. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that we should wrap up this evening. I want to throw it out to either of my co-hosts if they have any events coming up they'd like to share. Um, they're teachers and, do, and practitioners of many different styles. So I just wanted to see if... Anyone have anything they'd like to say event-wise?
1: I'm just uh, ongoing, offering uh, private instruction in yoga, martial arts, uh, fitness, and I also offer um, uh, bodywork sessions. So, yeah, and mindfulness. They're they're all. I would argue they're all kind of forms of mindfulness, but mindfulness in and of itself as well. Nice. Um, So yeah, feel free to reach out if you are interested and in the LA area.
2: Yes yes Aaron you are stationed in LA. First yes. good to, to mention that where you yes. are. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to go. I was like oh, no. <laughs> it's like 14 hour drive for me. I do Skype. I do
1: Skype sessions too so. Yeah.
0: Good to know. Um I too, have ongoing um private or small group um sessions in somatic release uh trauma releasing exercises, neurogenic yoga um embodiment work uh yin yoga, and um yeah, just really focused on the body's natural responses for um handling our past traumas and I am in Oakland. And I also do Skype sessions.
1: And she's amazing. <laughs> so are both of them. <laughs> How about you, Claire?
2: I am also in uh, taking on clients for one-on-one work via Skype. Um, if anyone would like to deepen their meditative trance work with me as well. The meditation tool is something I've been working on for about a year. I'm very excited to teach it. And it's kind of like a... If you have a meditative practice and you're looking to spice it up or level it up a little bit, this is definitely something for you.
0: Yes. Yeah. Trance work is real powerful. Oh, yeah. And Claire is really good at teaching it. Oh, thanks,
2: guys. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) There's lots of different
2: things that I can offer when it comes to accessing the subconscious via meditation.
0: So- awesome and where can we all be found um i am at gold nettle hmm, gold underscore nettle on instagram and goldnettle.com and we are at the web podcast and if you want to email any anything to us seeker questions whatnot it, it we are at the web podcast at gmail.com and then Claire and Aaron how about y'all
1: um you can find me at Aaron J Martin on Instagram um, and my website is unify yogic arts and it looks like unify yogic arts Um, (laughs) what was that (laughs) write it down (laughs) but it's unifyyogicarts.com. um it's on my insta as well and of course if you don't get one of our websites feel free to email us at the web podcast and we'll make sure that whoever needs it gets the info how about Um, you claire
2: (laughs) um yeah, you can reach me at the web podcast email. You can also follow my magical Instagram, which is the web dancer
0: pdx. So yeah, check me out there. Awesome! Yay! Well, uh, thanks again, everyone. This is a pleasure. Yes.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, always pleasure. is. Always so is. much
0: fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you all.
0: Thank you, thank you yeah. for all your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And thank you to baby 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 in oakland and yes. meals mm-hmm. for heels in portland love to our listeners and all y'all all right bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs>